0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles.
2: Welcome to NBA Today. He is Richard Jefferson. (laughs) I am Malika Anderson. Man, I don't know about you, Richard, but when I sat down last night, I flopped on the couch, flipped on my television, my league pass, I didn't even know where to start. There were 12 games in action. 11 of them were going on at once. I mean, you have James Harden making his Clippers debut. You have Joel Embiid going on.
3: And luckily we weren't competing against Monday Night Football because obviously if you watched that game, it was a
2: little disappointing. But you know what?
3: This is where the action was last night. I mean,
2: 11 guys were in the middle of 30-point nights. There was so much going on. Nikola Jokic on his way to another 35-point triple-double. But of course, when the ball is in the all-time leading scorer's hands at the end of a game, that is where we are going. Going to start our show LeBron James he was back in Miami the Lakers they look to get their first road win of the season here so let's take a look at how this went down of course we start as all LeBron James games start with the chalk in the air we're going to pick this one up in the third quarter a minute left here no call on this actually our Dave McMenamin just reported that the Lakers have filed a grievance with the league just citing The lack of fouls called here on LeBron James, Uh. how he was officiated. They want them to take a look at this. Darvin Ham would get teed up on this play.
3: Well, I just don't understand. There's been 12,000 games in the last 10 years. None of them have been overturned by letters sent to the commissioner.
2: I'm not sure overturned is the goal, but yes, ask Mark Cuban (laughs) about that. Meanwhile, Jimmy Butler going to work. 10 point game here, now four point game. 2.40 left to go. LeBron James. Gets that one to go, Richard.
3: Yes, and look, he was just a he was a problem. Look, no Anthony Davis in the second half, everything fell on his shoulders. Look, he's doing what he can. Second spectrum.
2: Essentially down the stretch, <laughs> teams, these guys couldn't score for the last two minutes and 30 seconds of the game. So yeah. Austin Reeves elevates here. Second spectrum says he has a 36% chance of making the shot. Guess what? Plank. I'm going to start
3: second-guessing second-spectrum. The Lakers are last in Phil. Now watch this, right here. He passes to Steve Kerr.
2: Austin Reeves. Yep, yeah, doesn't knock it down. Didn't quite get it to go. Okay, so we go One late game. Game. Eight seconds left here. What does Is he this do? Is the right play? He passes to Paxson. He passes to Cam Reddish. He has a 43% chance to make this shot. Is it the right play?
3: Yes, that's the point that I'm trying to make is Jordan passes to Steve Kerr. Jordan passes to Paxton and they hit shots. You need guys. Your job is done once you've created the advantage. you got to knock down those shots.
2: Well, the Lakers, they lose by one. Miami gets the 108-107 win here, and the Lakers struggles on the road. They continue. Take a look at this. I mentioned the final 2-9 on Monday. I think ew just about sums it up. So let's say hello to the one and only Tane Gumake, as well as Zach Lowe, who is beaming in from the East Coast. Zach, I want to start with you here because another close loss for the Lakers in a game where they won the minutes, right, with LeBron James on the floor. So what do you make of the same issues continuing to plague this team throughout the first two weeks of the season here.
1: The Lakers are minus 77 in 95 minutes with LeBron on the bench. That's crazy. It's hard to be that bad even if you're trying to be that bad. Even if you're playing with four guys, it's hard to have a negative differential that bad. And this team is built with Austin Reeves and D'Lo and Gabe Vincent, who is admittedly injured along with a bunch of other guys. It's built. To withstand LeBron resting, to withstand LeBron saying, hey, you take the offense like Austin Reeves did down the stretch of the game. The Lakers are 24th in offense. Mm. They were a bad Mm. half-court offense last year in the regular season and the playoffs. They need to figure out a way to get out of the mud. And look, even with LeBron on the floor, their offensive efficiency would rank like 12th or 13th in the league. They need to get out of the mud. And last thing, I'm not sure the team – that had one of the biggest free throw differentials in the history of the NBA last year, positive, and is on track to have another gigantic positive free throw differential this year, Wants to start complaining to the league about unfair treatment left and right, and I'll leave that issue there. Or, I we'll, the leave, we'll leave
2: that grumpiness. issue there for now. The, the director, director of, of grumpiness, grumpiness. That's right, Zach Lowe, the director of grumpiness. You can read more about it in Dave McMenamin's story on ESPN.com. But he did bring up minutes, Richard, not to not to make the you the director of grumpiness now, but you were pretty fired up about the show
3: call. I have a lot of titles here, today. Just stay with me here. So for me, it's absurd. Are we five games into a season and we're talking about about this so like the injury history is different like a guy like Kawhi that's had multiple had ACL multiple knee injuries we're really taught at the beginning of the season we were talking about watching the 40 year olds minutes I understand that and then when the team started struggling they started had injuries they started upping this minutes if they didn't do that with LeBron James all of a sudden this team was going to have one win in my opinion because all of their wins have been very close games. The big thing with Anthony Davis is that when you are the horse, when you are the guy that they are looking to to be, we, you are going to have the bulk of the minutes the bulk of the shots. We're going to build this around you. And look, in that second half he was hurt. That's tough. Yep. But ultimately if we're talking about regulating someone's minutes in their prime you guys are missing the point.
2: Anthony Davis did say that he does expect to play on Wednesday even though he did leave with that hip tightness spasms.
4: Look, the Lakers fans have to be thanking God Almighty up high that LeBron James ever since he's been in the league, has invested a million dollars into himself. Because at this point, to be 38 years old and hold it down, like, to be able to play the way that he is playing, it's like... No one player can get you a win no matter how good they are. LeBron, Giannis, they all have to tag team, do things that are bigger than themselves. Jokic, we saw how important Murray was. So for LeBron, it's a really difficult position for him to be in. And I think overall, all players not named LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they've just been too inconsistent, unfortunately, to really help LeBron. Because if you want to be a championship contender and play with LeBron, you have to make open shots. Now, Richard's right. It's early in the season. Oh gosh, did I say that? Yeah, out loud? yeah ladies and gentlemen, I say that, out loud? Can I that, oh, that for social? social. It is yeah. early in the season. I love the support that Cam Reddish has, especially missing that shot. That was the right shot to take. He's capable of making that. But the reality is, is that the inconsistencies of the supporting cast is going to be what dictates whether the Lakers win a championship or not. And lastly, I'll say this: I am someone who has written a strongly worded email we <laughs> to love the association word, in the WNBA. Or Adam. While they did not overturn my technical foul. I did not get fined for one. So they matter. No, they oh, matter. Uh,
3: okay. I saved some bread, bro. No, but it's so funny. So we What'd were talking, and there was a Laker f- It was
2: long. <laughs> not fit for air,
3: okay. <laughs> it was, it was long. long. It was long. They are like, uh, she went to Stanford. Yeah, whatever, now we're not going to charge her. her. her I'll pay you not to have to actually read this. <laughs> no, my thing is this. Laker fans are used to, we had a conversation, and are like, Laker fans are used to a, a somewhat selfish superstar in the, in the right way. Kobe was ultimate great. Give me the ball, get out the way. But those are new Laker fans old Laker fans remember guys like Magic Johnson that created plays and ran an offense. Look, at 40 years old, we can't expect LeBron James to do all the things, hit all the big shots. Yes, to a certain degree, but you need teammates. I am sorry. The end of Kobe's career, the beginning of Jordan's career, if they don't have the right teammates around them, it's hard for them to go be the best version of themselves.
2: Before 10 games in, we, we pause before we start to press the panic button completely. The reality is they didn't have d down the stretch of that game. He got ejected. They didn't have anthony davis down the stretch of that game he was injured along with all no vanderbilt going into that game the only point of concern as this becomes a pattern for me is that even with all the minutes that lebron james is playing five points that is their largest victory margin that's it even with all of those minutes so how are they going to be able to
4: create a little bit say they're the Steelers?
2: Yeah, so there you go. (laughs) Let's put LeBron James and the Lakers in the rear view for a minute and focus on the reigning finals MVP because that's what Nikola Jokic did when it comes to all-time triple-doubles. Take a look at this. After his performance last night, Nikola Jokic tied for fourth on this list. You can see where they stack up here. All right, let's take a look at how this went down. In the highlight, please, director Kathy. All right. Nikola Jokic hosting the Pelicans. Remember, Jamal Murray did not play. He has a hamstring injury that he suffered over the weekend. And Michael Malone says it's going to keep him out for a while, Rich.
3: Well, look, and this is going to be a big stretch for their team. We saw the Denver Nuggets struggle a bit. We know Jokic's numbers are going to be insane. But we saw their team struggle. But I think this team is better equipped. Shout out to Calvin Booth for what he has done with this roster. They are better equipped to handle
2: injuries. Nikola Jokic. I mean, at this point, you just have to laugh. He is... He's the best player, the best player the in the world. He is the best player in the world. He's the best player in the world right now. I'm not mad at Reggie Jackson getting a couple of extra minutes here with Jamal Murray uh, sideline Sinead. They're going to need that depth in the playoffs.
4: Yeah, and exactly what you're talking about, I mean, we're seeing it on both ends. Have you seen how hard he was on the Look out below. Come on now.
3: I, I honestly, this is next
2: level. When you
4: play with a great like this, he brings out plays like that.
3: Yes, Facts. Michael
4: Porter
2: Jr. I mean, dunk of the week thus far. Denver rules 134-116. So Jokic now has gone for at least 20 points and 10 rebounds in all eight games. this season. <laughs> That's the longest streak to begin a season oh, since your yes. boy Kevin Love. Yeah, but Kevin Love was in Minnesota. They wasn't. They weren't winning anything. Can you just not let your boy live? All right, no, no, <laughs> he's a Richard. Hater. Speaking of your boys, you played with Jason Kidd. Yes. Played with LeBron James, and you had a, a part, right, and them getting the triple doubles that they did. Oh yes,
3: <laughs> yes we did, to ladies and gentlemen. is
2: Jokic passing them up already. let talk. Let's talk about
3: this. Is my chair going to be okay?
2: Yeah, your chair's yeah. fine.
3: Do I want to talk Richard. about this? Should we yep. talk about this? We should I, talk about I think we should talk about this. Because Jokic is the best player in the world. And he doesn't have an offensive flow. And ladies, he doesn't have an offensive flaw. We're going to get into that later. But yes, you find something that he is not an A-minus at on the offensive end. But this is one of the things about triple doubles. So I played with Jason Kidd. I played with LeBron James. And I played with Jokic. Look at these triple-double numbers. Luka is at 10 already. Larry Bird. Now, one of the things that I want to talk about because uh, our producer here Hillary Guy said, Richard, bring the energy. One of the things <laughs> that you have to understand <laughs> is, look, you got Larry Bird, Will Chamberlain, stay with me here now. LeBron James at 6'9", 6'10", 6'9". Even Oscar Robertson was a very, very big player for a point guard at that time. My point is this. As these guys get older, it becomes a little bit harder to get triple-doubles. Jason Kidd didn't get a ton of triple-doubles when he was in uh, Dallas. Uh, Russell Woodbrook hasn't gotten a ton of triple-doubles once he kind of left that moment in time where he was recording them every night. So it becomes harder. My question is this, people have asked me, does Luca, who is at four already, have a chance to catch Russell? I think we should look at the next stat. Pull it up! Every 5.56 games, Russell, who is the the career leader in triple-doubles, Jokic is right there. Mm. Jokic is right there. And this is the key thing. Because he is a smaller player on this list, it is harder as you get older to get the double-digit rebounds, right? Same with Jason Kidd. Here, he's going to automatically get that double-digit rebounds. He's going to get that because that's the way he plays. And we know he is an offense amongst himself just with his passing ability. So, to me, if there was one person that could break it – and I thought, first of all, we thought Oscar's thing was unbreakable. Russ showed up. We thought, Russ, no one's gonna break it. And then here comes Nikola Jokic, the best player in the world, the player with absolutely no offensive flaws. If you find something that he is not an A- minus at, Malika, please let me know. I'm searching.
2: I'm trying to figure this out. He made 35-12 and 14 last night look easy. We're just getting started here on NBA Today. It was a battle of the best offense and the best defense in Minnesota last night. How Anthony Edwards outshined Tatum and the Celtics and handed Boston their first loss. And James Harden, he made his debut in Madison Square Garden last night. Ooh. We're going to give you our first impression of the new-look Clippers. Plus, Janae, how many phones you got with you?
4: I got two, not Zach Low Ford.
2: Take them all out because One. there were 12 <laughs> games of action last night, but who had the best performance? Was it Jokic's triple-double? Was it Bam's triple-double? Was it Anthony Edwards' 38-piece and Bede going for 48 in just three quarters? let you just know. Vote now. We're going to reveal the results at the end of the show. You're watching NBA Today. I think I had the best performance last night.
0: No. Stop. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
3: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
2: Hey Richard, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? <laughs> We're not gonna go into that paradox for now. The Celtics number one offense went up against unstoppable the two- force. You didn't graduate Unstoppable defense Force. Unstoppable force last graduate. night. Cash adversity no, It can never happen. That's the anyways, whatever. <laughs> this can though. Jalen Brown, that is the three-time defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, that was attempting.
3: Nah, don't nah. Back. When he gets dunked on like that, his name's Gobert. That, <laughs> I'm just – Rudy's my guy. That was my rookie. Like yogurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was, like yogurt.
2: Like put it on a you poster. On All right. right. This game, neither team led by more than eight points. Final seconds here. Jalen Brown, you don't mind him taking the shot. Short off the front rim. So, to overtime we go. But really, I should just call it the Anthony Edwards period.
3: No, it was an absolute show. He was, he was just doing special things, getting guys in ice. So, look, going to work. Al Horford playing solid defense for a big man going against an offensive threat like that, but you just saw the momentum. And it's funny, Cat's an already confident guy, but in these moments you just feel him getting more and more confident as he pulls up for the three.
2: No Carl Anthony Towns in most of overtime. He picked up his sixth foul, and Ant just took over. Minnesota gets the win, 114-109, handing Boston their first loss of the season. Now, Edwards scored or assisted on 24 of the Timberwolves' final 27 points. 11 of those coming in overtime, meanwhile, Boston was held to just two field goals in overtime. So our friend Kendrick Perkins, he was impressed. He said this on social media: "Quote that young man Anthony Edwards is special on both ends of the floor. That was the best individual performance thus far in this young season."
3: Look, he lies there. Yeah,
2: well, look, he didn't uh,
3: obviously. Perk didn't like him enough to show up today. Thanks, Bert.
2: <laughs> He's flying in for the show tomorrow. Meanwhile, Minnesota has now beat the top two teams in the NBA in like the past week, right? Boston last week, and then or Boston last night and then Denver last week it is only six games Richard yes but what do you make of this Minnesota Timberwolves team
3: no I like them this is what I think a lot of people envisioned them to be last year obviously there was a ton of injuries they never were able to get their core group really pushing in the right direction but now they have a whole training camp these guys are locked in Anthony Edwards is playing at an elite level continuing from the end of last season and into USA basketball where in my opinion he was the best basketball player on that USA team and then here he wants to be that guy he wants to be the the leading scorer in the league, he wants to be an MVP, and you got to go out and show it. And when you go and do that against Denver, you go and do that against Boston, the two teams that are projected to meet in the NBA Finals. Oh, yeah! It is special to put those boys down.
2: People notice, especially you know, they they had some good performances against the Nuggets in the in the playoffs last year. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and say I was wrong. I said on the call yesterday when our producers were talking about oh the number one offense, the number one defense. I was like I don't know the number one defense. I don't know if this is gonna stand the test against the Boston Celtics. I was so completely wrong. That's what the numbers say, Chanae. Did they pass the,
4: pass the eye test for you now? They definitely passed the eye test, and I will probably say I was right a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, I probably say I was go. right because I said going into the summer with international competition, I expected him to take that next step and for it to carry over to the season, and we're seeing exactly that. Not to like, I'm happier for him than maybe you're right, right? What I a love, I'm, is glad that. I'm, glad, I'm glad you're happier for them than you. <laughs> I love, I love the 38 points, but I think people need to focus on the nine rebounds and seven assists, mm. and then also the defense down the stretch. Yep. If you want to be a star player in this league, you have to buy in. You can't be a liability on the other end. And what did we see uh, in the game? We saw him dig down and make plays. I mean, when you play with that type of heart on defense, naturally things come that are good on offense. And so this is what we all expected and hoped for for Anthony Edwards. They had a lot of personalities for a couple years. They had a lot of, you know, fighting to figure out who's gonna be the leader. And I think they realize that leadership is not spoken of, it's shown on the floor, and we're starting to see his young leadership really develop, and I love that.
3: And the defense look when you got McDaniels and now you have Ed. Now you have Edwards playing at I'm an all. Ed? Nope. Yeah I'm calling him Ed. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie my guy look you know look. but when you got two guys when you got two guys that are playing that high level defense on your perimeter that is that first and then you got and Rudy a helicopter behind, in and you the got back. Rudy behind you. So that's impressive.
2: And Ed is becoming Aunt a bonus. Ed. two way <laughs> two way player. All right. How about another game that went down to the final minutes last night the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Now I don't want to talk about the, the Bucs defense right now. I'm just going to say. They don't Kaya want to talk about their defense. And McHale lit them up for 76 points. But close game here. Oh, my man, God. See, D- Dame's not playing any defense. Okay, but. Dame, Dame,
3: I'm just joking, Dame. On, I man. got your back. Dame. Look, they've been on Dame's head the last, like, week or so. Some of that is real, but Cam Thomas That's so get from he him. Had some Thomas, he hit some tough shots.
2: Let's go to the fourth quarter here. Milwaukee Bucks down three. Jay Crowder can't go get it to go. Okay, watch Mikael Bridges here. Yeah, okay, he's going to Dame. I know that's a low-percentage shot for Giannis. But his body a- reaction, his body language tells me everything you need to know.
3: No, you want to give that big fella confidence. Ooh. He hit three threes against the Knicks. Now, look, that's not his normal thing. But maybe he's been in the lab. Maybe, Dan- maybe Dame wants to give a little more confidence.
4: Single digits here. Bring the double. Too late. Still able to get to the rim. Tied game. 157 left. 145
2: now. Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton, was able to find a little bit of a rhythm in this game.
4: Look, his confidence you can see is building. I know it's been tough the last year or so with his body, but man, look at this, the synergy. This is Bucks basketball that we've been missing. Yeah, it was the two-man game between Chris Middleton
2: and Giannis Attentacompo that really ended up winning this game. I know we've been seeing Dame and his efforts on full display. The Bucks able to steal the win here, 129-125 in Brooklyn. I want to show you what the Bucks' big three did. I'm talking about Giannis Dame and Chris Middleton. They combined for 72 points in the win. That is their most in a game as teammates so far in this young season. So we saw a heavy dose of Chris Middleton down the stretch. It makes me think back to the 2021 Finals Act. Chris Middleton was one of their closers in so many of those games. What was the key did you see to the Bucks' success with him?
1: They just need Chris Middleton to be Chris Middleton. He played more minutes last night than he's played in any other game this season. And he and Giannis have some built-in chemistry that Dame and Giannis don't have. Mm. They're going to – look, the reality is to win big, to win four playoff series, you need all your best players working together, doing lots of different things together. We finally saw some semblance of that last night. The gap between Chris Middleton and the Bucks' next best perimeter player is a gigantic chasm. This has to be a big three. It can't be a big two and dot, dot, dot afterthoughts. Chris Middleton's got to be right there with those other guys for this team to win the title. Last night was the first glimpse of that player that we've seen so far this year. It was nice to see.
2: Yeah, it was nice to see. You really do need that big three, especially when you talk about winning titles historically. That's what we've seen. And I do want to point out, 50 points from the bench last night, and every single point was needed. This is Bucks basketball that we've become more accustomed to seeing. We'll get into the defense a little bit more down the road. All right, still to come on NBA Today. At Madison Square Garden, the Knicks, they stole the spotlight from the Beards' first appearance in a Los Angeles jersey. So how does Tai Lu get the new-look Clippers to gel and gel fast? Plus, did Victor Wembanyama get his welcome to the league moment last night against the Pacers? We're going to show you what swimming we mean. And the chef. He was cooking. How this season could cement Steph Curry as the greatest point guard of all time, at least in the eyes of one of his teammates. Don't go anywhere. You're watching NBA Today.
6: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're watching NBA Today.
2: After an entire summer of trade discussion, James Harden is officially a Los Angeles Clipper, and he made his debut last night in Madison Square Garden. So here's how it went down. I mean, I I always end up walking up that tunnel, and MSG is always difficult yeah. You start sweating. <laughs> James Harden, though, making his debut here in the world's most famous arena, pulls up here, gets this one to go. He was four or five from the field in the first half. He scored nine points, added three assists and three rebounds. The Clippers led 46-42 at the half. Rich going ahead to the third quarter here. The game tied at 73. James Harden pulls up.
3: Whew, the Clippers are going to be a problem. All right, Luke. People can try and dissect them one game, five games, three games. At the end of the year, if they are healthy, they are going to be a problem because you have a mean distributor to high-level offensive players.
2: It was all Knicks, though, in the fourth quarter. I think see
3: R.J. Barrett back.
2: Yeah, the offensive struggles. People forget they have, like, the second-best defense in the NBA. They were rolling here. Isaiah Hartenstein, oh, check that. Dante DiVincenzo gives it up, gets it back, goes up for three.
3: It's nice. Look, but at the end of the day, I've never paid money to watch to watch great defense. I, I want to watch some guys put the ball in the bucket, and that's well, what they were doing late in this game.
2: Dante DiVincenzo heard you. He got that one to go as well. Knicks up double digits in this one. Jalen Brunson finds Julius Randle, who's been struggling a little bit early on in this season, but that three-pointer is good. The Knicks get the win, 111-97. Let's take a listen to James Harden after the game.
4: I feel kind of weird out there, but, you know, just not really having a preseason game or – an opportunity to participate in the full training camp or none of that. It was just out there just basically winging it, but uh, I try to go up my basketball instincts and, you know, what I've been what I've been doing for the last, you know, few years or whatnot. The first couple of minutes, I was tired. <laughs> 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 it moving fast, but uh, I mean, I got to adjust it to it. Um, you know, it's going to take me a few games to, to kind of get used to the pace, but other than that, it was still basketball at the end of the day.
2: Lou also said that he wants to give this group about 10 games to see things working in that capacity. All right Zach, you were actually in the building though what did you see in this one?
1: It was a little clunky and we should have all expected it to be a little clunkier yeah. taking a giant piece who has the ball all the time and plopping him into a team eight, nine games into the season, six games into the season, whatever we are. And you got guys who need the ball all around him. So it was a little bit clunky. Everybody's got to find their place. 22 turnovers. Some of them were just sort of, we're getting to know each other, throwing the ball all over the gym. They've all got to figure out how to play together. It's a really interesting puzzle piece and it's going to take a while. Should Russ start? Should Russ come off the bench? How do you distribute minutes? How much does James and Kawhi play together? These are all questions, but last night it was a little clunky with everyone trying to kind of find their place. You saw glimpses, glimpses of how they could all work together and make it into something bigger than the sum of their parts, but it's going to take... A while to get the kind of synergy they'll need to really compete with Denver at the top
2: of the West. Absolutely. Denver has set the standard. I know it's a good show when when Zach uses words like plop and clunky in it. Our senior (laughs) NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski is joining us in studio. And Woj, Zach touched on it, but I keep coming back to this idea that it's pretty rare to have just six games in uh, a new piece plopped in like James Harden. We're not talking about the trade deadline. We're talking about six games into the season. So how is that adjustment reverberating around this organization?
5: Well, and that's such a big part of why the Clippers wanted to get this trade done as soon as possible, uh, to not have to to do this five games into the season versus fifty five right. at the trade deadline. Uh, they have time. Time is on their side to figure this out. And and listen, that's why th- there, there are no illusions among the Clipper leadership, among their star players, and certainly. Uh, uh, within the coaching staff and Ty Lu that this is going to take time for all the reasons Zach just detailed. But getting this trade done early in the season was paramount for this Clipper team, sure. especially when James Harden has shown you he can be a ceiling raiser uh, for a team's record in the regular season. Postseason, there's still more certainly to see from him, but you're also not asking him to carry the load in the playoffs with this team that maybe he had to with some others.
2: Absolutely. And in Harden's debut, take a look at this. The Clippers, they played their slowest game of the year, just 93 possessions while also turning the ball over, as Zach mentioned, 22 times. That's their most in a game this season. So, Cheney, I mean, is time going to solve this, or is there a larger issue of play here?
4: I'm going to dive into the nuance of time. And the time that we should be talking about is the time between the point guards, because Russell Westbrook and James Harden are two opposite, polar opposite style of point guards. Now, when Russ is on the floor and he He has the ball. James will have to work on becoming a better catch-and-shooter. That's something that Philly asked him to do, and now he's going to have to bring that over, and I think that confidence will help him. Now, when James Harden has the ball, Russ, they're going to have to figure out how to make sure that the court is not shrunk, since we're saying clunk, clunky. Make sure that the court is not shrunk, and that is the challenge. So managing the time when both of them are on the floor, the time when they're on separately, and how to make sure their stars keep going, it is imperative.
3: Well, look, at the end of the day, there's kind of this formula. Can he be the best player? And we're not talking about James Harden. We're talking about any superstar. Can he be the best player on the team? Mm -hmm. Does he need to be the second best player on the team? Does he need to be the third best player on the team? And I think what we've seen over the past few years is James Harden had a moment where we felt like he could be the best player. Then he goes to Brooklyn, and it's like he's probably the third best player on that team. And then he goes to Philly, and he's the second best player on that team. The point that I'm trying to make is he is fitting in right where he needs to be. When he is playing in the postseason, they're going to need him to distribute to those two horses – Kawhi and Paul George and then all of the other talent so they don't need him to have a 30 point a 25 point explosion that would be nice but ultimately if he's distributing to those guys that is where his value is probably the most so I don't need a little bit of of a postseason what is he going to do as long as he's distributing it and those dudes are carrying the weight I think they'll be fine
5: yeah one more concern now for the Clippers Mason Plumlee their backup center you saw him helped off the court last night Uh, team called it a left knee sprain last night now He's undergoing imaging evaluation today, and there's certainly some concern uh, around that uh, for the Clippers. They don't have a clear picture of it yet. but. Uh, This is a player who, you know, playing 17 minutes a game. They don't have depth at that position on the roster. P.J. Tucker's played some small ball center in his career, certainly. Uh, And this is not a Clipper team with the assets to just easily go out and plug in uh, a veteran in that spot. So that'll be one to watch here to see, you know, how Mason Plumlee comes out of uh, this imaging, this evaluation here, yet uh, uh, through today and maybe even to tomorrow.
2: Yeah, absolutely, because really Zubats and Mason Plumley, those are yeah. the two true centers on this roster. They need Mason Plumley for the push that they're trying to make. All right, let's check in on James Harden's former teammate here, Joel Embiid, who currently leads the league in scoring once again. Joel Embiid, Sixers hosting the Wizards here. Joel Embiid, he was dominant in the third here. Take a look at this: the two-man game, the pick and roll, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to show you every one of these buckets that he hit because he didn't miss a shot. Now, look, Joel Embiid, we know that this man is dominant, but sometimes you get a chance to play against a team like the Wizards, and you can really show people how dominant you are, and that's what he did. If you can't make a guy miss a shot out of 10 attempts, I, I don't know what defense it is, but at the end of the day, they don't have an answer. Not many people have an answer for Joel Embiid, and really, to me, it's about the rest of these guys. How do these rest of the guys fill in? That will determine Why do you
4: to rest when he's playing like that. No, Come I said on, the man. rest
3: of the guys will determine the ceiling. It ain't gonna be Joel. In no, I feel my you. I'm just saying, saying on this night, that, that was his
4: night. Let him go. Oh six six yeah, six like he's playing from it's the a field. Now oh and holds wow. up <laughs> seven of <laughs>
2: seven. The connection between him and Tyrese Maxey clearly on full display as well. Work on Korkma's getting in the action. Still hasn't
4: missed a shot yet. Look at that. Okay. Is that, is, is that some money losing? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, I okay. love it. Okay. No, Don't we love, do it. It. We we love, it. love yeah. it. We love it. We love it. Maxi has 11 the
2: assists in you this one. You can't do one. the marbles. Yeah. <laughs> a career high for him. Even even Tyrese Maxi though is impressed. Joella Credit to him and be nine of nine from the field nine, there. Nine. Look at it. Oh, Ooh. Go to work. Get in your bag, big fella. That's the
4: spot right there. He had a highlight 29
2: though. points in the third quarter. He was 10 of 10 from the field. He finished with 48 overall. Again, he didn't even have to play in the fourth quarter. So he played like 30 minutes in this one, and the Sixers get the win. And beat is the third player to go 10 and 10 or better in a quarter in the last 25 years, joining Clay Thompson, who went 13 and 13 during his 37-point quarter in 2013, and, of course, LeBron James in 2008. But was it the best performance of the night last last night Richard I already told you oh my gosh he I- pulled out 48 oh. points vote let us know scan the QR code do not miss out we're going to reveal the results at the end of the show you have your say who had the best performance in the NBA last night is we'll Zach right Wilson
3: back. is Zach Wilson on the list the we'll Jets? be right back are they are they on the list now
6: The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
3: Yeah, good dough, Yo, get them donuts. Get out of them donuts. Get out of them. Get, get, get your, get down, bro. Get your get ass out, it, out of them donuts. Bro. Five seconds. Bro. If yes. I went bald when I was young. Stop tagging me in this video. I do not look like that. You guys wanna get your face on NBA today? Oh. Look, stitch this and give us your hot take for the season. The We're gonna put your face up on that big screen and answer your questions. It's the director of Ambiance. It's the People's Champ, and it's a new NBA season, which means it's time for, you know, my favorite segment. It's called TikTok and with Richard. Now, look, we sent out a prop on TikTok telling our beloved viewers: hey, look, you can answer some questions up on this big board. And what you guys do, you submitted. I made a promise to get you guys on this big screen, and we've been doing it all last season. We're starting. And guess what? We have even more surprises that are coming for you because for the very first time ever. We have an individual that is coming in studio oh. and she is coming right behind us. LaChelle Smith. My Give it up her. You're on me. TikTok and with Richard. And I you love know, the fit.
2: Yeah, the I know, fit right? Is,
3: everybody's in some way. Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly look, we're going to jump right into this. You know, make sure we have enough time for TV. And look, LaShell, we asked our viewers, what is their hottest take okay. to start the season? Let's take a look. Hottest
1: take. My hot take is that Lucas winning MVP. Why are you going to win MVP? Because the man's going
4: to be a top three seed in the West this year.
2: Lucas winning MVP. I mean, we asked for hot takes, Richard. You can't go with someone who's been, like, top three in NBA. If you said, if you said, okay, Cam Thomas, he's going. Yeah, right. there we go. That, said, is like, that, that would be a sizzling take. I'm not mad at this, but it ain't a hot take. No,
3: Richard. it's not a hot take. But, look, they didn't make the postseason last year, so like, and he's off to a good start. So we'll give him a little bit of leeway on that. All right, what's our next one?
0: The Houston Rockets are making the playoffs without the play-in tournament. Top six in the West.
3: Why, why, why is he in a closet? Let's first establish that. And let me just say this. In a I, Miami respect, hat I respect too. the D V. The D V. Show the chest off. What you got?
4: Um, excuse me. I, I need a little bit of help here. Can I put this on really quick? Could you help me here, Michelle? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I've just got like some clothing, oh, here some we we accessories. Go. Yep. Here
3: we go. Yep,
4: here we go. My fingers stuck, but it's all good. <laughs> Get through <laughs> it. Hey, we got it in. Houston Rockets. We are making the playoffs. I'm speaking of this because I'm from Houston. And you think about it, Jalen Green has taken the next step. Alperin Sengun. say his name right. He almost had a triple-double the other day, Jabari Smith Jr. Great coaching. We're 500. They are on a win streak. They
3: are on a win streak. And look, I was quick on the board. So here we go. Our last in the one that we've been waiting for. Lachelle, here's yours. Let's show them up. Who we got? LJ, I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be on the outside looking
4: OG, in come playoff OG, time. OG, the best
3: player. Is going to miss almost a third of the season. That's 27 and 8 off the board. I think they have a lot of issues, and I don't think they'll be able to overcome them. I think they're going to be on the outside looking in come playoff time. What do you think,
4: Lachelle? I agree with OG. They are seeing the consequences of not having John Morant on that floor. It doesn't help that Adams is out, Clark is out, and it's so tough when your best player on that floor, Jaron Jackson Jr., is still struggling with foul trouble. So I agree with OG. Oh, I want to know when OG recorded this. Like, that was, that no, was no, I'm, I'm with it. Do you have a hot take? Ooh. I do have a hot take. Oh, yeah, here we give go. it to us. Give it to us. Go. It better be hot. I know the West is tough right now, but okay. my hot take is that the Lakers will be top five in the West by the end of the season. Top five? That's not, That's that, hot. not that That hot. is That's, No, it is. Some people don't warm. believe it. The Mavs are playing really well. Yeah. The yeah. Pelicans. Yeah. Suns could come back in there.
2: Okay, the no, it's early. It's we're, early. I, maybe we're if a little. If you said top two, this is a team that went to the Western Conference, conference Finals yeah. last year. That is still the bar they set. I believe it, but some people, you know, I look like prediction. there's a lot of people, and some I some people are doubters. Okay, right so on a scale of like kind of hot to Chine's outfit, Red Hot Chili Peppers right now. How hot does that take? Well, this is what I'm saying. Given no. that
3: they couldn't make an open three last night, I think it's pretty
2: smoky. <laughs> Lachelle, thank you so much for spending with time. Thank you. she to come back. Don't
3: forget to submit so we can get you on the screen and get you in this building. Let's go.
2: Man, that was awesome. Coming up here on NBA Today, Draymond, he's going to tell you why Steph solidified his GOAT point guard of all-time status. We're going to show you what he's doing so far this season that could end that debate. That's next. You ready?
6: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's
4: drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes!
1: You're watching NBA Today.
2: We're 50 minutes into the show, and we still have so much action to get to, so let's go coast to coast. We're going to start in Indiana. Victor Wembanyama, he got rejected here by Isaiah Jackson. The first time in his career he's attempted to dunk and was turned away. Things did not get better for the Spurs. They gave up 152 points, the most ever in a non-overtime game for Greg Popovich today. Was this more about the Pacers'
4: offense or the Spurs' defense? Pacers' offense, because they've been red hot. I think everyone that stepped onto the floor for the Pacers scored. I mean, they're balanced. They're playing good basketball. Halliburton has done a really good job of distributing. I like the squad. Not to mention, I mean, second night of a back-to-back for the Spurs
2: where they went to overtime in the first game.
4: Correct. They Duly struggled. noted. Yeah. Duly noted back-to-back. We're going to oh. All right. On, went a little it's better different. for rookie Chet
2: Holmgren. He threw this dime behind the back. Watch this. In transition with the left a double double
3: I'm telling you rookie he's my he's my pick for rookie of the year and I say this I think that the Spurs they might they might be good they might be shutting down around game 60 I think this man is going to be playing into the postseason this year and hitting big shots and making big plays like last night the
2: Oklahoma City Thunder they are coming everyone can feel it Steve Kerr said it the other day how about Steph Curry, what he's been doing this season. He lit up the Pistons for 34 points, hitting seven more three-pointers on his way to becoming the first player in NBA history to make four-plus triples in each of his first eight games of an NBA season.
3: Yeah, I just don't know where he ranks. Like, when you're talking about the all-time greatest shooting guards, it is so impressive what this man is able to do
2: not to mention you got to look at this right he's averaged 30 points on 50 45 Ooh. 90 shooting splits through his first eight games in the season for the third time in his career a feat that no other nba player has done even once wow so take a listen to draymond green talking about steph curry after the win
1: you obviously played with one of the greatest point guards of all time and steph curry have another one of
4: the oh. Greatest point
2: guard of all time. I'll take that one. Yeah, about So, Steph doesn't seem like he's slowing down anytime soon. He is the highest scoring average through eight games for any NBA player in history, age 35 or, or older or higher. So, Steph, what would Steph, Richard? That's how I view you. Uh,
3: what me? Yeah, I, I, I you're like my I, Steph Curry. I am the Steph Curry what of the NBA Steph- today.
2: <laughs> what would Steph have to do to no, cement his legacy of what Draymond Green is saying—the best point guard of all time?
3: I. I- again probably win two more championships and you know one or two more finals MVPs I think that's what it is when we look at LeBron James and people are still arguing is he the GOAT is he not if LeBron wins one or two more championships I think that would push him into that space I think for Steph what he's able to do again you have to understand the people that you're comparing him to and it's mainly one his name is Magic Johnson Correct. Magic Johnson also won a finals MVP as a rookie right without Kareem Abdul Jabbar and then you look at Magic coming into this league yes Steph changed the game but we can't add that because Magic Johnson's Save the game, Ooh. and so when you start looking at these it's things hard. back to back, and you start looking, Steph, there is no doubt. But again, these numbers don't add up, in my opinion. And Steph, when I talk about superstars that I played with, he is one of the best. He is one of the ultimate team guys. But just to me, as a as a basketball You're person, good? I just no, I just I, I look She's at like this. And I'm just
2: rolling like, with the homies. Look, I, I,
3: right here. now, I think he is. I think he is the second best, maybe second or third best point guard, and I think he's probably the third or fourth best shooting guard of all time.
4: Richard, that was a real bar. We have to, like, let that marinate. Steph changed really the game and Magic saved, and saved it. it. <laughs> magic and Larry. Magic and Larry. Magic, yes, and, Larry. It was, it was magic I, and Larry. I really like that. I do think that when we have this debate on who's the greatest point guard, at the end of the day, point guard is tied to passing, in my opinion, because that's the narrative of what the position does. He just happened to be the greatest shooter. <laughs> and I, I do see that, you know, with magic, he has what, five rings? Yeah. If he's if Steph's able to get to six, then we really are yes, starting I, to talk when right. it comes to point guards. But I think if you if you play basketball, and you're a point guard, people tend to really focus on your passing. Where Steph is 44th all the time, whereas Magic is 7th. Even LeBron James is 4th, and obviously we know Stockton is number one.
3: Well, and really quickly, this is what I'm going to say like growing up, watching Allen Iverson and watching him be that high level scorer at the two guard, they had Eric Snow at the, at the point guard, and that's where like uh, Allen Iverson was able to. Steph is a much better shooter, in my opinion. Allen Iverson was better getting into the paint, but they played this very same position, and to me, Allen Iverson was more of a two guard than he was a point.
2: This discussion is going to get even more nebulous as we try to define what is a true point guard in the modern NBA. So we're just going to leave that for another day. All right, before we bounce, my friends, some good news that I'm certainly thrilled to hear. The USC Trojans, they tipped off their season last night without Bronny James, who suffered cardiac arrest during a team workout that was in July. Now, LeBron, he delivered some great news in his postgame press conference last night. He's doing rehab Um, every week. He gets to do more and more and more. Uh, We have a big, um, uh, we have a big um, uh, moment at the end of this at the end of this month to see how if we can continue to go forward. Um, If he's cleared, then um, we'll be not too long away from him being back on the floor and back with his teammates and practicing and uh, with the notion of being back on the floor and playing in game situations. I mean, that just that is such great news. We are crossing our fingers that he clears to clear all of those hurdles and we get to see Bronny back on the floor soon. All right. We're almost done, Richard. We are. It's just almost time for our show. It's, it's a, just about time for our show. But the <laughs> QR code me on your screen it means it's time to vote for the best performance of the night. We want to hear who you think had the best performance on Monday. The standout of the NBA action. It's your last chance. Don't miss it. Oh. Oh, before it goes away. We'll be back in 60 <laughs> seconds.
3: You can write me in.
2: James Harden makes his debut tonight in Madison Square Garden.
0: It's going to be fascinating to watch. Oh,
3: it's a punch from Kawhi Leonard with a left hand blocked by Isaiah Jackson. Paul got
6: all of that one again from Rod. The, run. the rim runner down the throat, closed by Barnes. Got to the rim and it down. indeed! beat. Joker Elliott.
1: Obviously, played with one of the greatest point guards of all time, Steph Curry, the greatest point guard of
3: all time. Putting in the three. Looking at the crowd. Are you enjoying the show?
2: Can you believe we're only two weeks into the NBA season? Yes.
3: Crazy. Uh, yeah, I can. You feel You're like, feeling you feel it already? Like, oh, oh, man.
2: <laughs> well, last night was fun, though. Like objectively, amazing. like last night was awesome. It was like, all right, got to just flip the channel, flip the channel. What's happening here? What's happening there? <laughs> the single best performance. We've been asking America All Show, but before we get to their results, I want to hear from you, Rich. To no, you, it was
3: who? I 100% was Anthony Edwards, and I know we talked about it on the show, but mainly my big thing with him is that he is – reaching into that moment he is a star he is a star can we get him to that superstar well that's him he's playing the defense he's doing the offense he's leading his team he's beating juggernauts that's what it takes to be a superstar in this league absolutely
4: well we got to see an actual superstar that we all know the reigning mvp Joel Embiid. i mean y'all 48 points in three quarters in, th- in three quarters 30 minutes and then also, that's the Sixers' fifth straight win. I know that it was a very, what, what,
3: Richard? No, I was going to say, Joel's got to, like, let him score a few points so he can go get the 60 ball. That's the only thing I'm saying. That's not his
4: fault. Nah, just, you know, you know, just let, let him play. Let you gotta, play. You got to let, let, let him, let in him the play the, and
2: play, the 60 let and him play in the ball. It was Joel Embiid's night, but Tyrese Maxey, 22 and 11 with zero turnovers. Career highest. Like, this is the step up that they have been wanting to see from Tyrese Maxey. And I don't know if James Harden needed to be out of the way in order for that to happen, but the Sixers Ooh, are clicking at Shots the right. Fire. Not even shots. I think that there is a better situation. I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to make, it, gonna make it. it into a shot. I'm going to take America's fan vote. Let's reveal because oh, we've oh, been let's asking go. all so long who had the best performance. You agree, Cheney? Yeah, let's oh, go. The world agrees with Cheney. 38% Always, say that Joel Embiid was the best performance of the night. And then the two triple doubles are are kind of rounding out of the. Ah oh, man, that
3: was look, first of all, Joel Embiid was nice. I had to Thank pick you. one. I had to pick one Joel and <laughs> ten for ten. That's a great game yes. stat, let alone a quarter. Uh, but now he's impressive. Not
2: to mention, with the minutes load that we're talking about for so many stars in the league, the fact that Joel Embiid is just—and I know it's the Wizards—but they're chill. He's chilling after three quarters. No, that look, look, That's the goal. top man right There's now. No Watch, tonight, which gives you all Watch your loads at the start of the season. Watch your loads. Time to take the night to go and vote. We will see you tomorrow right here on NBA Today. You don't
0: want you, you don't.